Ask the podcast coach for June 22nd, 2019. Let's get ready to podcast. There it is. It's that fun-filled music that means it's Saturday. It's 1030 Eastern Standard Time. It's time for Ask the Podcast Coach, where you get your podcast questions answered live. Today, we'll be talking about fun-filled topics like YouTube or, uh, I guess, uh, Hangouts on Air, whatever you want to call it, YouTube Live. We'll also be talking about the Roadcaster multi-track, changing the name on your blog, and maybe even things like the word PO'd. Only, I don't know, maybe, are we uh, so? Oh, uh, we just got banned. Yeah, joining me uh, here to help answer those questions, the one and only Jim Cullison from TheAverageGuy.tv. Jim, how's it going, buddy? Greetings, Dave. Happy Saturday morning to you. Maybe my favorite thing to do on Saturdays is ask the podcast coach. It's just always so great. We get on. We laugh. We're glad that you're with us this morning. Appreciate you guys joining us. Yeah, we are at, you can simply join us here at askthepodcastcoach.com slash live. If for some reason you're listening on Spreaker, we're not there. We're not checking the chat over there. We're right over here, askthepodcastcoach.com slash live. If you're watching live, feel free to tweet out that, hey, they're live. And if you want to uh, jump in, simply go to askthepodcastcoach.com slash join. And, of course, we have the chat room going on over there as well. But, uh, Jim, hit us with the bad news, I guess. Yeah, it's big news this week. And we've we've kind of known this is coming. Like, we've been talking about uh, Google has been letting us know on the YouTube infrastructure that Hangouts would be going away. And they're really, that functionality is moving to their G Suite. So you still have Hangouts. They're just available in G Suite today. It's a paid thing. But for us who use Hangouts on air to stream, record, all those things that we do, and there are many of us who do that. I, I, I do this for work this way. This week, earlier this week, we all got an official notice as uh, on if you start a Hangout on air. If you're record, recording it, so the classic Hangouts on-air streaming experience is going away later in 2019. Thanks, Google, for not giving us a date. That's super uh, super helpful. What, what does later in 2019 mean? Um, and then when you start one now in the upper right-hand corner of the, uh, of the live stream itself is another box that pops up. And it says basically the same thing. They are saying if you want to use, they, they have like a new service coming behind it. That's uh, for quick streaming is what they're saying. I don't know what quick streaming means, but quick mm-hmm. streaming, if you go to YouTube, and this works today, if you go to YouTube.com slash webcam, all one word, YouTube.com slash webcam, you'll get a very similar uh, kind of experience to what Hangouts on Air were when you were setting up a, a live Hangouts on Air. So, you know, to ask for a title and some other things, right? And you can set that up. And it's still actually, if you record one of those, I think, can you record those? Um, they they still show up in your in the live uh, the YouTube live infrastructure as we were setting it up there. So, um, a little jarring. Uh, although, like I said, this isn't if you've been using this, this isn't a surprise. You, Google has been telling us for two years probably that they were going to remove a lot of this infrastructure. The right. question has been, would they provide something and a replacement for us to be able to do this? I think that question is still out. I wouldn't compl- I wouldn't say it's going to be completely a non-starter for podcasters using Hangouts on an Air. There might be a replacement. But Dave, I'm starting to think, I, I think I'm going to have to go to OBS or something now if I'm going to push these things into YouTube. Yeah, or because here's the reason why I don't think they'll completely do away with it, because that would just move everybody in droves to Facebook Live. Mm-hmm. Like everybody would just mm-hmm. be like, well, okay. Thanks, YouTube. We're over to Facebook now. Yeah. 
And, yeah. And I don't see that. Would, that's just like, those, it's like a chess move where you go, wait a minute. You do know I can take your queen now. Right. It's like, you know. do you really want to move the bishop? Yeah. Um, well, and it'll be, it, I, this is the, I've been thinking this too, uh, in that they wouldn't really take it away. Like, it was going to change or it was going to move and get rebranded or renamed. That's maybe what this very first youtube.com slash webcam is, is a first look at what will replace it behind the scenes. So I don't know. It, we, we need to pay attention. I think there's a lot of things going on over there in that, you know, we could, you could use StreamYard. Like that's when somebody was like, Hey, well, what, what was this? 25 bucks. Dave, yeah. is that the plan you're paying? Okay. Hey, that's not the end of the world. Yeah. yeah. And the reason I did that, was because we had to use chat roll to replace our old free chat. And I was like, well, if I'm paying $20 for chat, I'll pay 25 for, for this cute little toy. And uh, Daniel says, I'm, I'm guessing the new streaming option is using WebRTC. That's the technology that made Blab possible without the plugins, because I think uh, Hangouts on Air is still requires a browser plug. It does. It does. And I think he's 100% right on that. Yeah. One. I think they're trying to move. So, I think when you see the infrastructure now, when you go to the youtube.com slash webcam, you see the basic infrastructure of what was in Hangouts on Air to begin with. And so I'm kind of thinking they're going to make that kind of work. And because what, yeah, like you said, what they have all this, all these users creating all this content around it. That's what they want. <laughs> you know, they, they want people doing these things. So it seems, it seems a little odd. And then the fact that they didn't give us an exact date, that is odd for Google. Usually, you know, when they took Google Plus, they warned us for months, April right. 19th or whatever that date was in April. So to not have a date right now is a little weird. Like, okay, what is sometime this year? Hey, that's there's still six months left in this year. When is that? Yeah. And I mean, on one hand, they're, they're giving us a chance to find a option B, but it's still, I mean, that could be next week. It yeah. could be. Yeah. It's so, it's so vague. You're like, mm, so what do I need to move now? Or do I need to, you know, I've got some testing to do and, and I'm going to try a couple different options. Like I said, for me, say it did, say it got removed tomorrow or today. They just quit working. Yeah. I could, you know, I could still podcast via audio. No problem. All the, that infrastructure set up and in place and we could do podcasts like we do the pre-show here on Spreaker. I could still do a podcast and stream it and record it. And I just wouldn't be able to push the video, right? right. Or we could buy stream and you know, I could purchase StreamYard or something like this. There's a few other services like this. Like you said, there's OBS. There's a, there's a bunch of them out there. Yeah. Right? Yeah. No, it's, this isn't impossible. We don't have to figure new things out. Right. It's just a matter of what are we going to go to if that's the case? Yeah. It'll be fun to watch. More fun no, than- no, not fun to watch. Yeah. I, this is one of those things. Like I have been on Hangouts so long. Yeah. It is like, you know, it, this is, it was a little, at first I'm like, oh crap, they're actually going to do this. Yeah. Well, and you have a, a slash live or something link, right? You send people to. Yeah. The average guy dot TV slash live. Yeah. See, that's, that's where the magic of that really comes into play. Cause if you need to move platforms, you're like, Hey, just keep going to that thing. And wherever I land is where I'm going to land. So yeah. 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 Well, work, I'm losing my slash live too. So I have a coaching.gallup.com slash live. We're migrating that entire platform over from Blogger onto our own Gallup.com CMS. And I'm not getting, at least right away, I'm not getting a slash live. It's a lot harder to update those pages. It's just not mm-hmm. as convenient. So I've been kind of working through, okay, where's the center of things going to be so people can find those links 
to get there. And I'm, you know, I'm still kind of wrestling through what's the right, you know, what's the right thing to do. We're going to redirect coaching.gallup.com to gallup.com slash Clifton Strengths. That's the new, the new mm-hmm. site for it. So I lose that URL because we, we need it for the redirect, but it, the, the live, the slash live is going to kind of go away. So I got to figure that out. I got to work with that team. We got a lot of things to do. There's a lot of moving parts for me over the next couple months. So if the hair starts falling out, or gray, <laughs> some of those, sorry about that. That was Alexa. I was going to say, you have a, something has arrived at, at, yeah. at the conference. So on the front door. I could check the webcam now and it's probably sitting on the front porch. Yeah. Uh, John asked a question in the chat room. How do you separate poly wave files? I believe if you have the latest version of audition, those will work. Also, if you get a roadcaster, the road software, you basically fire it up, which is kind of odd because the roadcaster software, no, you have to put your, you have to take the little itty bitty card, stick it in the bigger card and put the bigger card in your computer and the road, the road software will read that. And you can say, all right, take this file and it'll say this is a polyway file or something. And you can say, save this in this folder and it will split all 14 tracks into that one folder for you. And also, if you go to, I think it's sounddevices.com, whoever makes the Mix Pre 6, they have a free software that will split polyway files into, um, and, and what a polyway file looks weird. It's, it looks like one file, but it's poly meaning many. Meaning when you throw that into Adobe Audition, all of a sudden it just splits them out. So like right now we have, I'm on track one, Jim's on track five, and the music is on some other track. And that is one nice thing about the Rodecaster Pro is they label everything really nice. So you know, that oh, this is the this is the stereo mix of everything. This is the blah, blah, blah. In that whole nine yards, so uh, that's that's how you do that. But uh, I did something. Have you ever do something, Jim, and you're like, "Oh wow, why didn't I think of this years ago?" And the one that came to me last night is I'm I'm always going out in Facebook and going to the different Facebook groups and looking for questions. And I'm like, you know, we we kind of have our own community. Maybe I ought to, you know, uh, ask them. So I, I put a thing out in our patron group. I said, "Hey." Tomorrow's Ask the Podcast Coach, do you have any questions? And they did. So Mike Moody asked, are there any issues with recording? And this fits in really nice now. With recording multi-track to a computer on the Roadcaster Pro, when I do the sliders or faders on the Roadcaster do no effect to do anything with the volume of the tracks in Adobe Audition. Yeah, I was not a huge fan of multi-track to computer from the roadcaster. Cause there is, there's, I, I don't know. I think it, here's the part that doesn't make sense is at least on a PC, you can go in and adjust the volume. But when you do, you're adjusting the volume of all the tracks. And I'm like, that makes no sense. So that's when I went, okay, recording to multi-track to the PC. I'm just like, no, no, thank you. I do like recording multi-track to the actual unit. You can do that now to the card. It just that, Hey, that two gigabyte card you bought, you might want to update that. Cause again, this is the, the unit can't decide what it wants to be when it grows up. And it start, start off being very, very, you know, easy, simple. And now when you hit record with multi-track, it records, I think it's 14 different tracks, uh, which is, you know, even if you only need 12 of them, which is what I do, I go in and I say, save this to this folder and it does the whole other thing. 
I just go in and delete the other 14 because they do make it really easy to, uh, to do that. That's a great question. Daniel says, do the sliders affect the multi-track volume on, you know, I've never tested that. I kind of assume it does recorded on the SD card. Yeah. Yeah. But I would, I'll have to test that. And then John says, uh, I have another question here. Does it always start a new file after recording 30? I don't think so. As far as I know, it'll keep, because I've, there are times when I've, you know, how I forget to press record. There are times when I forget to press stop and I'll come back over after lunch and I'm like, wow, it's still cranking. And, uh, which is always a great thing to see. Is, uh, it, is it picking up your audio too, as you're singing to yourself and talking to yourself there? And the, is it? Oh yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you can hear me doing all sorts of stuff and <laughs> talking to yourself in the background and those kinds yeah. of things. Yeah. Jason Bryan is letting me know that, um, the speaker audio is wicked low. So I have oh. boosted that up. Hopefully that will, will fix that. Um, and the other question we had, this is kind of an SEO question. This is from uh, Mark over at resourcefuldesigner.com, or he also has podcastbranding.co. He says, what do you think about changing the title of your episode only in your show notes for better SEO? He goes, my next episode is titled 10 productive things to do when you're not busy. It's what the file is called. It's it it's how it will appear in the podcast app. And that's what I say at the beginning of the episode. However, for my show notes, I'm thinking of changing the title to 10 productive things to do during downtime. I don't like the sound of it as much, but the word downtime has more SEO juice than the words when you're not busy. So what are your thoughts on changing your episode title only in the show notes in order to gain a bit of SEO tr- uh, traction? What do you think, Jim? Yeah. Why wouldn't you? Yeah, I'm like, yeah, because especially you could have in, you know, most most media hosts will let you have a a title for Apple only. You could put that there, put the title for everybody, which would be on your website. If you can do it just on your website, by all means, uh, let that let that go. And and, uh, that's the thing. But even if you couldn't, I don't know that if because I don't know about you. Most of the time when I'm listening to podcasts, my phone is in my pocket. Like I pick, I pick a, I have playlists, I hit play, throw it in a pocket and and then I'm off to the races. So titles are very rarely made for humans anymore, right? It's all SEO. And, and then the second use is once it gets surfaced on Google or whatever, whatever search engine they're using, then a human would read the title and it would kind of make sense. But I think most people today are writing, um, they're writing their titles for the robots, not for the humans. And, you know, you can't, you can't totally game it where the title doesn't make any sense. Like it needs to (laughs) at least make grammatical sense. But if you're getting close, in this case, I think it would be, I think it would be just fine if you want to do it that way. You know, you, you can always, Google's always changing things and the algorithm's always changing for search. So you can really never guarantee anything. But I think if you can get an edge doing it that way, why wouldn't you? If it, as long as it makes sense, you're not yeah. putting weird titles in there. You're not title stuffing. Like nobody wants to see that. And yeah. you could do it, but nobody wants to really see it. So so don't. Don't do that. <laughs> nobody wants to yeah. see that. Yeah. If you want to join us, we're at uh, askthepodcastcoach.com slash join. That will jump you right into here where you can ask your questions. And if you are, for some reason, listening to us on uh, Spreaker, we're at askthepodcastcoach.com slash live. Uh, next up, this is an interesting question, I thought. I hope all is well with you. I was looking to pick your brain. A guest has asked if it's possible to share the podcast interview before its scheduled release date. 
is this advisable? Uh, this is from Paul Padmore. And I guess you could always, what, what do you think, Jim? I'm Share like, it with the guest. Yeah, I mean, I guess you could always yeah. throw it in a Dropbox. I guess my worry is, why? Like well, our, in our case, uh, Gallup, we have to get it pre-approved. We're, we're doing a new joint podcast with another company. And so that, the you know, they've got folks on their end that need to approve these before they go. So, yeah, we share them. We do kind of three rounds of edits to get them there. So kind of a first cut shared with Gallup, second cut shared with the, the other organization. Third and final cut is really kind of a five minute sign off. OK, here it is. And w- the other thing I've noticed with that, Dave, just unrelated, but while we're talking about it is that that process gets faster and faster every time we do it. So Mm -hmm. the first one took days. The next one took a day. We're now down to hours because everybody gets used to that. So if you think, oh, that's going to slow me way down, actually, no, you will get, it's the more of these you do. And if you have an approving authority, now in this case, if it's a guest and you're going to do it one time, it's probably going to take a while. But if you're doing that in a partnership, I think it goes faster and faster every time you do it. Super common for us. We don't do it for everything, but pretty common. Yeah. The other question this I saw in a Facebook group. So let's say, Jim, I'm on your show. and Which would be great, by the way. That would be great. You're expecting me to tell everybody, hey, go over to, uh, you know, theaverageguy.tv. And uh, he said, looking for this. There we go. Uh, go over to the average guy TV and uh, and check out me on Jim's show. But instead of doing that, I go, hey, Jim, can I take that episode and throw it in my feed? I'm going to set it up and go, I was on Jim's show. You can find him at the average guy TV. And then I'll just play. I won't edit it at all. I'll put it exactly the same way you had it, but I want to put it down my feed. Are you cool with that? For one, yeah. For for if I, if you did it once, I wouldn't think it would be smart to do it repeatedly. But yeah, um, yeah no. I, what I would probably ask is that you put your own bumper up front. So take my file. Say, hey, this was a interview that was recorded over here. We did it on this date. I am playing it as an, I'm playing it unedited and it's an entirety or something like that. Right. And then let it, let it go down their feed. I wouldn't mind that just once. I wouldn't, that'd be weird on a regular basis. Yeah. I would just say, I'm fine with that. Please put a link to my show and please put a link to Apple and Google. That's all I want. I want three links in the show notes to my show. Cause that's really, you're hoping when people come over to listen to you, if we had done it, you know, the traditional way where I, I'm just, you know, I'm on your website, you're hoping people will come over and listen and tie in more. Now you're kind of keeping everything in my neck of the woods. And I'm like, well, that's, I'm kind of missing out on some of that, hoping some people will kind of, you know, latch on to me. So. I would be really careful if that show is really different than your normal show that you put down the channel. And yeah, and your listeners, like, it doesn't take, much sometimes to be like to lose that kind of faith and confidence that you built and then you throw something if it's radically different you you may lose a few subscribers who are like oh, what i don't i didn't get in for that what you know kind of deal you've kind of signed a little bit of a contract with your listeners when they've been when they join you for a while that you're going to kind of create similar or the same and it doesn't have to be you know you can do something different if that's what you're doing but then your your mo is different all the time, right? But I'm but what I'm saying is your listeners are kind of looking for something specific. That's why they listen to you. If you're just changing stuff up to change stuff up like that, well, that can be a little jarring for them. Yeah, I've, I have people at, at Libsyn where they'll be like, "Hey, do you guys serve 
video files. And I'm like, we'll serve any file you want, audio, video, or PDF. And they go, oh, wow, okay, cool. And I'm like, and I always, it's weird. It's one of those times where, again, as a tech support person, I should just answer that question. But the consultant in me always wants to go, have you asked your audience if they're cool with video coming down an audio podcast? Because that, you know, it's a much bigger file. If they're downloading the file, they're like, Hey, I ran out of room because you sent a gigabyte video file. I'm like, eh. do not do that. Do not yeah. send a video file down an audio feed. Do, do like, don't just create a, you can create, especially on WordPress, right? You can create separate RSS feeds that are video enabled and you can tell them like, I have two different ones. I have a large and a small. The large will be about 800. The small is about 300. Yeah. Those people know what they're getting themselves into. It used to be a bigger deal a couple of years ago, three, four years ago, especially for our friends like Australia and the UK. They had some pretty severe data caps on their phones. And you would just blow those out if you were, you know, jamming video down an audio feed. That is definitely not what they're expecting, Dave. And I would, I would definitely say do not do that. Um, I, I don't, I don't think anybody wants to, you know, it's just not a great, it's not a great idea to do. You can, if you want video, create a separate feed. You can do it that way. Yeah. And then even if people, people think like you can't do a video podcast, I'm like, yes, you can. I said, what I would do for me, if somebody said, I want to do a video podcast, this would be my strategy. I would make a smaller version because chances are it's going to be watched on a phone. Mm-hmm. And I would put that down the feed. I, that's what I would host. I would make an HD version and put it on YouTube. So if my audience came to my website, they'd see the nice HD version on YouTube. And if you're watching it on your phone, you can get that version A because it's cheaper. The file's not as big and it'll download quicker and that whole nine yards. So I think that's yeah, I, it's, it's a really good. Although, so even my video is small, which is 320, right? It's pretty small. It, it makes about a 300 meg, 250 to 300 meg file. That's still five times bigger yeah. than the audio file, right? If you're, if, and for an hour, let's just say 60, it's about 60 meg for me to push audio down my feed. So yeah, I don't, don't, gosh, don't do that. That's, that's one <laughs> thing. That's one thing that'll piss your, your, not all of them, but you're going to get a nasty, yeah. yeah. You're going to get a nasty note from one of them. Like, and again, it's not as big of a deal as it used to be, but, but keep audio and audio, you know, don't mix the streams, Ray. Don't mix the stream. <laughs> well, you said the P word, um, which is another thing I saw on Facebook Ooh, today. Yeah. And they were saying is the phrase. So if there are children in the car, shut it off. We're going to say the P word, not that P word. Uh, pissed off. Pissed off. Yeah. Is pissed off. Does that make your show explicit? And it was interesting because some people are like, yep. And other people are like, what? I know. And I have a super funny story for this. So can I? Right. So. So when I was in college, I went to a very conservative Christian liberal arts school. That's, that's, I was going to be a pastor. That's where I was going. All right. a- apparently as a pastor, you can't swear as much as I do. So I was like, <laughs> ah, maybe I shouldn't be, maybe I shouldn't do that. But uh, one time we were doing this big conference. And so there were all these, uh, you know, these are Bible college students or, and, and uh, missionaries. And I said, sucks from the platform. And I didn't even think I'm from California. Right. I, grew, I, I grew up saying it all the time. And that just sucks, you know, or blows. You could say that too, man. That blows. Yeah. Right. So um, I didn't even think twice about it. And the, the dean pulled me aside uh, right after this thing. And he's like, you, you got to go up there and apologize for what you said. So I started rolling through my head. Like, what did I say? You know, I'm rolling through the speech that I made. And then he said the S word. And I said, did I say 
you know, right. the, the other S word. Yeah, yeah. And he's like, no, sucks. And it was a, I was like, mm. and he said to me, Jim, you know, you really got to learn to exegete your audience. You need to make sure that you know who you're speaking to. Mm-hmm. And yeah. what was that word again? Exegete, exegete. So Ooh. in, in that, in, in, you know, in Bible college terms, when you exegete scripture, you dig things out of it to understand it, right? You really understand the whole context of it. So my message has always been on this language thing that like, okay, if your audience is okay with the, with sucks and pissed off, like our audience would be just fine with that. I would think, well, then we're okay. But yeah. you know, if you're a Bible college and you're speaking to a bunch of 80 year old missionaries, probably not the, yeah. <laughs> the right thing to say. Right. Daniel says, I think it's not clean, but it's also not explicit. Yeah. Um, yeah I remember growing up um, and I said something like, you suck. And I remember my aunt literally stopping the car, turning around and pointing at me and going, you don't say that word. And I'm like, and now it's like, ah, it sucks. It's no big deal. So, um, I, well, we've gotten so loose on even the explicit words. Like, oh yeah. I I watch anything on TV. I had somebody once at lips and was surprised because Apple had banned his, his show because he had the F word in his title. And he said, yeah, but it's, it's more of a verb. Like, or no, it's not a verb. It's an adjective. And I'm like, it's still the F word, buddy. I'm like, uh-huh. hey, we're not going to split. Uh-huh. <laughs> like, no, uh, yeah, it's, it, I, I don't, I don't think so, Dave. I don't yeah. think if you say sucks or I think you could probably even get a word, get a today, get a word away with damn. Like that used to be yeah. kind of a, Ooh. right. That used to my, be, I think today you could probably get away with it. My mom told me my mom's favorite movie was uh, gone with the wind. And of course the, the famous last phrase was, you know, but Rhett, what will I do? And he goes, frankly, Scarlett, I don't give a damn. And my mom said, people were like, oh, like when he said that in the theater, I was like, he said, damn. And it was like, mm-hmm. it was like, so things have changed. My, my, can we take a quick two minute yeah. tangent? Yeah, let's do it. I'm uh, probably all of three or four years old. And I've been, my brother's been told you have to bring your brother with you ice skating, even though I'm just going to skate around the ice on my boots. And he goes, all right. And his friends are coming. And he's like, oh, how can I look cool? My friends are coming. I got to tote this stupid kid around. So he goes, hey, Davey, when I ask you, what do the big boys say? You say, let's go piss. And I'm like, he goes, test it. So he, the, his friends come over. Hey, uh, you got to bring your brother. He goes, that's all right. He's a big boy, right? Hey, Davey, what do the big boys say? And I go, let's go piss. And his friends who are all of, I don't know, probably 12 at the time are just dying laughing that this cute little kid and it was cute until I walked into the kitchen when we got home and said, Hey mom, guess what the big boys say? And she was not amused. No. So, yeah. No, did, you, did you get a, did you get a little smack on that one? Um, I didn't, but my brother did. Okay. Yeah. She was just like, don't say that word. And love you tap. are so grounded. Yeah. Little um, tap. Uh, Mark says there's a, another angle. These words are also a lower form of expression. So why not be better? And use more. Cre- That's my whole thing. I was actually on um, Unstructured, and we were talking about because uh, there was a guy on there that um, they were. I forget what the the topic they were talking about, and he said, um, "Can I swear here?" And the guy's like, "Oh yeah," and he was just like, yeah. and off it came. And I was like, and I my comment was, "I'm not a prude," but it just seemed like he could not communicate without. You know, those and I was like, you know, you can there are other ways to, you know, explain yourself. And that was half the fun of Howard Stern was how close can I get to the edge without going over? And um, so, yeah, I'll I'll disagree with lazy on that. I I don't Mm. think. Well, 
Yeah. Let me let me say the sentence and then we'll, we'll say it. Maybe maybe it's not a disagreement or it could be an agreement, but the words matter. So we say all the time now in in America, super awesome. Like that word, people use that, or I'm super excited to see you, or I'm super. Well, super has become, you talk about lazy, like the, the, the overuse of a word to me is what is lazy. It's not using the F bomb or, or whatever in a, it over and over. We also have words that are culturally okay, but we way overuse and way is probably one of those that I just used in that. Right. And so. (laughs) <laughs> that's that's the lazy part is yeah. is we we could be more creative in our language as it is. That's so I awesome. think I don't think it's whether it's vulgar or not is what makes it lazy. What makes it lazy is when we keep saying the same things over and over and over like super or like way or like Nazi like that word Nazi has become oh. way overused. Right. And, yeah, I, and, and here's the problem with that is. And by the way, Jim, that's an awesome point. Um, I was laughing. I was with Craig, who's from the UK, of course, at Podcast Movement, and he was explaining how Americans say awesome all the time. And oh, we yeah. literally like a, a, like a, I don't know, eight year old boy got off the elevator. He's like, Mom, it's totally awesome. And he's like, seeing and I was like, ah, so uh, yeah. yeah, my worry about especially the word Nazi is it's starting to get used for everything. Yeah. And it's kind of like. I don't want that word to get lessened. Like I, I made the point in the thing talking about the F word. I'm like, I don't really use the F word a whole lot. And when I do, uh, there's an old George Carlin joke. He says, that's the one you save for the end of the argument, man. It's like F you the horse you rode in on, man. And he's like, you save that. And I'm like, I hate to see that word. Just like everybody's like F this and F that. I'm like, oh, come on. Don't let it retain its power. Don't, uh, don't do that. So. Well, but there are two, there's two forms of communication, right? There's when we, you and I are talking to each other. And I think that you can't be thinking about every word all the time in the most creative flowery language. Then you kind of have the British in the 1700s, right? You're like, what did you say? (laughs) Hold on. I got to get my dictionary out. Like, what was that word? Exegesis was one of those words I just used. I mean, that's not a 25, that's a 50 cent word right there. Well, it wasn't my words. I, I got criticized and somebody used it. I'll never forget that word because of it. Uh, but in our communication with each other, I don't think it's as important because we're just trying to get points across, right? You can't, it's good, but it's a good place to practice, by the way, do it. In this form, Dave, though, especially in the form we're doing to this morning where we're taking live questions and stuff, I don't think you can expect us to always be the most creative in the words we're using because we're having to think on the fly. And, you know, and come up with things. And I, I just think we have to have some realistic expectations. That being said, yeah, we can be more creative with our with our vocabulary for sure. Yeah, absolutely. You know who's always creative with their vocabulary? Yeah. Supporters. Uh, our awesome supporters. And he said, trying to get back to StreamYard. Um, as, as this is going, I'm I'm really feeling this is a bad idea, but we'll give this a shot. Um, oh, yeah. It's been, it's been a little rough this morning. It's been oh, a little rough this morning. Talking um, that way, I know you're there. Okay, yay. good. We made it. We um, made it. And I'm doing something because I'm working on a rewrite of more podcast money. So I've been really digging in deep into Patreon. And did you know that you can have special offers in Patreon? And right now, that's right. It's a special offer time. If you go to askthepodcastcoach.com/slash/awesome and become a patron today at the five dollar level, and I should have one sitting here, but I don't because I didn't think about this ahead of time. You will actually get a school of podcasting.com. Sticker. Ooh, 
That's that's amazing. Um, and so we do want to thank our supporters. Our twenty dollars supporters include awesome people like Greg from DebtShepherd.com, Glenn the Geek Hebert over at HorseRadioNetwork.com, who is at yet again another horse conference. I mean, that guy lives at horse conferences. Josh Rivers over at PodcastingExperiments.com, Max Trescott at AviationNewsTalk.com, Shane at Spybrary.com. Carrie Bond down at Key West at keywestperspective.com slash podcast. Uh, my buddy Ronsley down in Australia at Amplify Media Group. Find him at mustamplify.com. Carl White hanging out in the Carolinas. Check out his show, Life in the Carolinas podcast at lifeinthecarolinaspodcast.com. And Kim Cradgy at toastmasters101.net. Uh, if you'd like to become an awesome supporter, simply go to askthepodcastcoach.com slash awesome. And now through the end of June, if you join at the $5 level, you'll get a school of podcasting.com slash sticker. And I then had to realize that was like, Hey, how do you, how do you ship a sticker? So I, I bought bubble wrap envelopes. I, I've got some of these, right? I got a story. Can, ah, I, can I, can I tell a shipping story? You got stickers yeah. are one thing, but Ron, remember Ron, I mean, he made, yeah. these, he's made these coins for me. Yeah. So I've been sending them to my Patreon $5 or more subscribers. And then I created a new level, took a picture, put it in there. This has been this has been harder than I thought it was going to be. So Ooh. I bought these envelopes. Okay, right? You know, they're sixty four cents at Walmart. Whatever, not bad. They get a little bubble bubble in there, not necessary. But when you put the when you put the thing the the coin in there, it's yeah. all of a sudden now too thick for the you know the, the, there's mail regulations as far ah. as how thick things can be. And this with the bubble wrap is too thick. So I mailed. So I took it into work, and we have some mail guys. Right, because everybody everybody needs mail guys. By the way, they're super great. Like, how do I ship this thing? <laughs> so, um, the uh, I took it to him. He's like, "Well, he puts it on and they measure it. It's only an ounce. It's not that heavy, right?" Right. And he he's like, "You may be able to get away. Like, it just is too thick, just a little too thick." Right. But he's like, "Let's put two stamps on there, fifty five cents each, so a dollar ten. Let's put a dollar ten on there. I think that should be good to go." So I send him. That was early in the week. Thursday, as I'm live, one of my listeners is like, hey, I got your thing. They charged me another $2.50 for postage to, to be able to pick it up. And, you know, you do this. People are giving you money. And I wasn't trying to cheap out. I was just trying to be as efficient as possible. A dollar ten versus $7. You choose the dollar ten, right? You think, right? Right. So I felt really bad. I'm going to send him a $10 Amazon gift card. Just like, sorry. Right. Like, sorry, dude. Like, hey. I didn't mean I wasn't trying to cheap out on you to get you a thing that cost me nothing. And then you had to pay Patreon and pay the postage. But be careful with those. That's, you know, your stickers are fine. They're going to go regular mail, 55 cent stamp, just fine. But in this case, I need to find a new way. I've got another one I got to send out today and I got to kind of find a new way to do it. So I don't charge my Patreon people twice. I feel kind of like a jerk for doing that. That was, it's pretty bad. It's a, it's a learning, it's a, it's yeah. a learning uh, time, but yeah, cause really if you're listening to this, it looks like a stop sign. That's maybe two inches tall. If that the shape oh, of it. Yeah. This, this piece here. Yeah. Yeah. But it's, this is the problem is it's uh, thick. Yeah. You know, if I had Ron redo these, I would probably say it looks like an Oreo cookie, right? Yeah. I'd probably say, make that center a little bit thinner, although it would make it a little more brittle and I might need to put some packaging in there anyways. I don't know. I don't know, figuring out how to get these things. I'm going to go to the post office today. I got to mail something and I'm going to take this and ask the the guy at the desk, okay, what's the right way to do this? I 
it's less than an ounce. I don't want to pay $6 right. to send this thing for somebody. I just charged five. Like that doesn't make any sense. Yeah. You know? Huh? Yeah. 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 <laughs> Brandy, Brandy Cantrell, the law of unintended consequences strikes again. Absolutely. Uh, no good deed goes unpunished. That's what uh, I say. In this yeah. One. How do you get your home address and how do you send mail <laughs> without? Yeah. Now with, with the special thing in Patreon, when I said, Hey, I'm doing a special deal. It's a sticker. There was a box that says, Hey, do you want me to have them fill out their home address when they sign up? And I said, yeah, cause otherwise I've got to do this whole back and forth. Like what's your address and blah, blah, blah. And so, yeah, I also emailed. So I have, you know, I probably have, mm, I 10 people who support me at the $5 level who I never asked for their, their, their mailing address for. So when I changed the the reward or the what do they call it on Patreon the benefit yeah. I think it's called the benefit now yeah when I changed the benefit and added this to it and updated it I added that check mark that says get a shipping address but yeah. people who've been in Patreon aren't they're not going to get flagged to go back and fill that in so I emailed them each one of them individually hey we talked about this last week yeah. what a great way to interact with your audience they're not expecting this hey I want to send you this thing personal one-on-one email. I want to send you this thing. By the way, how's it going? Like when you're connecting, it gives you a great excuse to connect with your audience and have a conversation that you might norm- not normally have. Well, the other thing it does is it it sets Christmas in motion, for lack of a better phrase. I always love when I get an email and they go, what's your t-shirt size? Because mm-hmm. it's like, that's all they'll say. And I'm like, or what's your address? And they'll a lot of times look at the address off the website. So I'm like, oh, I better start checking the PO box because something's coming yeah that's always nice t-shirts are always nice and um but it it is um it is a way to get some good um feedback from your audience one-on-one email to just send them a note don't and don't send it through patreon that doesn't work very well just like regular regular email just send them a note grab their email because their email is there yeah send copy paste and send it to them well and it just gets it's it's like you said hey i want to send you this thing blah 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 by the way how's it going it just starts yeah. a conversation. I don't hear yeah. from my audience. Good. You hear, let them hear from you. Yeah. You know, yeah. <laughs> that's it. It's not awesome. hard. Yeah. Hey, if you have a question, did you, you just can, say awesome. I did. <laughs> <laughs> At least you didn't say super awesome. It's going to be, I think that's going to be the title of this episode. <laughs> the super awesome podcast episode. <laughs> um, if you have a question, you can jump on in, ask the podcastcoach.com slash join. Uh, I did have another question. Somebody asked, is audible still like financially? Like, does that work? And I believe if you go to school with podcasting.com slash audible, you can sign up to be an audible affiliate and you make 15 bucks on a new person in my travels with audible. And what's interesting is I hardly ever mention it anymore. But when I, when it worked for me was when I had a musician podcast and number one, I'm a audible customer. So a lot of times I was talking about a book that I had just listened to, but I remember when Sammy Hagar had a book and he just threw Eddie Van Halen so far under the bus. It's like, you're not getting Eddie out. He's stuck under the bus forever now. Um, And I explained that to people. I had probably five or six people buy that book. Steven Tyler had a book. So it was a case of saying, Hey, if you go to whatever, blah, 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 slash free book, you know, you can get a book for free. And if you, you know, cancel, we all know the jingle. We've heard it 500 times that didn't seem to work. But when I said, Hey, 
here's a book personally recommended took kind of the I did the search for them basically because it's not enough to say there are eight gazillion books over there and you can have them for free they're like that doesn't mean anything but if I said hey the red rocker baby uh <laughs> mark in the chat room I love and you know what's interesting about Sammy Hagar that guy still sounds good and you know how speaking of people that sound good Steven Tyler has a thing on Netflix where he did a country album that guy can sing so high that only dogs can hear the whole dream on thing at the end. Yeah, just like amazing. So whatever those guys are doing, I need to figure that out. They're taking good care of their voices is what they're yeah. doing. Yeah. Like the, somebody who hasn't though, it's like Huey Lewis. If you've listened to him lately, Ooh. Oh, yikes. I mean, he, he's, he sounds like he smoked a whole pack of cigarettes at the same time <laughs> for about 15 years. You know, you're like, wow, Huey. What the heck happened to your voice? Did you put Bob that Seger. thing away wet a couple times? Yeah, Bob Seger's another guy that just kind of growls at you. You know, it's like, turn the page. I'm like, oh, that's yeah. not. And I realize, yeah. you know, some of that is just good old fashioned, you know, life. But I'm with you. Uh, well, there are some. I mean, I think for us as podcasters, as much, Dave, as much as you and I podcast, you know, I did four podcasts in 24 hours this week. So wow. Wednesday, Wednesday night to Thursday morning one on Thursday night with as much as we talk by Friday morning, like my diaphragm kind of hurt. Cause I'd been, you know, I've been talking so much and not only that, but I had to do a presentation in front of a bunch of squirrely high schoolers uh, on Friday. I got done. I was tired. And I think we need to be careful with our voices. It, it, it is an instrument. It's the only one we have right now. There's no 3d printer replacement. You're You know, you're once they're gone, they're gone in, so it is good. One of those things to think about if you're, you know, if you're out, um, you know, last night I went down to the local cigar bar and I was out there and it was loud in there and there was smoke everywhere. Like that's probably not where I want to be hanging out every night yelling <laughs> at people and all that smoke, right? It's just bad for your voice. Well, that's, and so you know, go ahead. that's what I always love about events. You go to these events and they're like, yeah, we're having an after party with a loud DJ. Great. Cause I was hoping I could scream all night and then I've got to yeah. talk the next day. And uh, we, we had a DJ at my 20th uh, high school reunion and he was super loud and he kept turning it up. And I'm like, all people want to do is talk. Yeah. Like, we don't care about your freaking music. Yeah. Nobody wants to dance. Everybody just wants to talk. And I could never understand why it would, then it would be so, you know, why it'd be so loud. Like just play some smooth jazz in the background. We're all, we've already paid you $600 to be here. Play that. Yeah, don't make people scream. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, don't make people scream. Nobody wants to hear your Van Halen. Yeah. Uh Jason says I don't podcast when I'm doing a PA announcement trip. And uh since you yeah. said since um yeah, coaching youth baseball is also a killer. It is. But, you gotta be careful how you yell. And you did say uh Van Halen, so we have to answer this question. Jim Van Halen or Van Hagar? Oh, Van Halen for sure. I mean, well, God, they're both so good. Hmm. This, is, this is where I need the David Lee Roth. I know. To me, that was the soundtrack of of my junior and senior high. I, I still remember sitting in Al School's bedroom. He had one of those little flip up phonograph players, and we put on Eruption. And Al and my best friend Scott and me just looked at the record player, and we all just kind of went, "What's he doing?" I have no. I played again. I have yeah. no idea what he's doing. Just going, what was that? So, uh-huh. yeah, for yeah. me. And speaking of another guy who has no voice, David Lee Roth didn't have a whole lot to start with, but holy cow, he just lets the audience sing now. He's like, 
<laughs> I'll scratch my life, and then just point it at the. That's it. We're done. Get him, uh, get him started. It's like karaoke. The words are on the screen, so the audience can sing for him. Uh, yeah. That's the, yeah. Well, that's the other thing that's funny. I, I the Steven Tyler thing. Um, he had you know how I have the TV behind me. Multiply that by about I don't know six, and he had one at the back of this theater, so he could look from the stage. And look at the back. So he's still kind of looking at the audience, but he's reading the lyrics. And I'm like, oh, that's how they do that. Anyway, meanwhile, back back, back in the world, back the podcast. Yeah, back back in the world the of podcasting. Um, this was in a Facebook group. Garrett M. Peterson says, I've had a I had a very inefficient workflow when it came to contacting guests and scheduling interviews, but I recently took three steps that greatly improved the process. Step one. Set up a Google form to allow listeners to recommend guest topic, uh, guests or topic combinations, and then share it with them. I think that could be really interesting. I wonder how many of your, but we'll get to that in a second. Step two, set up Calendly and connect it to your Google Calendar. Calendar Calendly lets you send a link to your guest to allow them to book a time in your, uh, in your schedule. There's no more email tag, and there are a bunch of different tools that you can use for that. And then three, set up some canned emails in Gmail. You can turn this on in the settings for Gmail. He says, I made two, one called podcast email request and one called podcast email reply. I just need to cut and paste the guest name and suggested topic into the email and hit send. And the Calendly link is in the podcast email reply. So if somebody you know wants to schedule it, he can can do that. I, I like two out of three out, out of those. Um, what, what are your thoughts? Uh, that last one, we, yeah. we get that. We get those all the time. Right. Yeah. And you're like, I was listening to your show and I really like it. And you're like, you know, you know, they weren't, and you know, they have no idea. It was a copy and paste form. If it works for you. Awesome. Uh, use it. But I, did you I, say yeah, awesome? I did say awesome. <laughs> uh, yeah. what's the awesome show? It's totally <laughs> awesome. Super, completely, totally awesome. Um, we, I, I like old school, just contacting people and having a conversation with them about being on your show. That's the, that's the either. And I kind of try to find them wherever they're most prevalent. So if it's on Twitter, I'll send them a, I'll try to, you know, send them a, a message on Twitter or email, Facebook. Um, many of the guests I have, I know. And so it's a, it's, it's like, Hey, it's time for you to be on the show again. Um, so that's, that part's pretty easy, but I don't, I'm, you know, and then I've had one time, maybe two, I've had guests who were recommendations of my audience. So the audience said, Hey, it'd be great if you'd have so-and-so on. I'm like, Hey, could you reach out to them? Cause oftentimes yeah. they're more inclined. If it comes from you, it's kind of weird if I just contact them out of nowhere, but if they say, Hey, like I'm a super fan and I, would you be on my favorite podcast? They always say yes. Like, right. You can get almost anybody that way. So surprisingly, uh, Jamie Siminoff, the CEO of Ring, right? Bajillionaire now because he sold Ring to Amazon. They, um, He's still doing podcast interviews. I heard him on a small podcast the other day and he's still uh, he's still doing those. So don't don't let the size of the guest either intimidate you. They can always just say no. Right. And, yeah. and realize that sometimes no is not no. It's not now. Yeah. yeah. I think it was Jeff Brown that talked about, I forget the guest but he chased them for like two and a half years. And he, he just kept contacting them every time they had a new book out. And he said, eventually he just got the right timing. And he said, he realized that in their case, no was not now. Cause I think he said the first time they were done with their book tour. And then the second time they put out a book, it was like, Oh, we've already booked the book tour and we're not adding more, you know, press to it. 
And then the third time they still kind of knew Jeff and they're like, Oh yeah, this is perfect. You'll fit in now. And I think just the fact that it was kind of obvious that Jeff was not going to give up. <laughs> He's yeah, like, finally, we'll get this guy on. You, you also might want to wait you know, the book tour folks, right? When somebody's launching a book, if they're doing it right, they've booked themselves for two months prior and three months after the book launch, right? They're just booked solid. They're doing all these things. That's probably not, even though you recommend it, Dave, it's probably not the best time if you're late into the game of getting things scheduled or you don't know them. That's probably not the best time to ask because they're tired, like mm. especially towards the end. Like, God, if I have to do another interview, I am going to just lose my mind. So let it let it ride out a little bit. You know, let it let it go six months after the book has come out. They'll actually they may be a better guest for you. Um, if you, if you give it some time, yeah, you can't ride the wave of the book launch. I don't think that's as important for your podcast. So give it some time. Yeah. And in some cases, getting them at a different time is better because I don't know about you, but come December, look, I'm a huge Michael Hyatt fan. I read platform every year, but come December, it's Michael Hyatt season. And he's on like every other podcast, kind of unfortunately saying the same thing because he's promoting your best year ever six or whatever the version is. And I get that. That's, it makes sense for him to do that. It's perfect for that. But after a while, I'm like, okay, I think I've had enough Michael Hyatt saying, you know, promoting his product. And again, I love the guy to death, but it's like, he's on all the shows I listen to. And I'm like, so it's kind of cool. Like if all of a sudden he pops up out of nowhere, now I know he's not, he doesn't really, he probably has something to promote, but you know, again, and his, I've bought, I bought the best year ever. It's a great product too, but there, there are times that I'm like, okay, I've already heard this interview already. He does. He does kind of say the same things kind of over. I'm, I was interviewed for a new podcast called upside of 40. Sean uh, Mooney Mm -hmm. is doing it. And so he, 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 he didn't tell me, he's like, Hey, you want to come on? I was like, have you done something? Oh no, it's brand new. And so it's like, okay, I'll jump. I had a great interview with him. It's a ton of fun at all tech. We kind of talked about, you know, tech and, and gadgets and home, you know, home automation stuff. And then, uh, so his first episode came out and he sent me a note. He's like, Hey, you're going to be episode two. Guess who was his first guest? Who do you think was his first guest on there? I will the, tell. It was, on, go ahead. What do you think? Michael Hyatt? I don't know. No, close though. Pat Flynn. Ah, so, like seriously, I have to follow Pat Flynn. Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Ah. Oh, if you'd have told me that, I'd probably have said, well, let's wait. Uh, let's just wait a few. I, Pat's a tough guy. He's such a good interviewer. Yeah. Uh, or good. Well, he's a good interviewer and he's great. He's a great guest. I really like, I like Pat a lot. Now, he also has said everything that he can say, just like you and I, like we've said on this show, everything, you know, we're, we're kind of repeating ourselves now, but it's yeah. a tough one to follow, Dave. I was just like, yikes. Okay. You, your numbers would be really good. And then they'll be like, who is this guy? Yeah. Mark has a great point here. When I interview famous people, he has in quotation marks, I try to ask the other questions that the lazy hosts are not asking. And this is where I always say, if you will just use Pat Flynn, if you interview Pat Flynn and he talks about the green Academy ebook story, he's not going to share that with his audience because his audience has already heard it five. You know, if I interview Cliff Ravenscraft and he talks about how he quit his insurance job, He's not going to share that because his audience has already heard it. So you've got to ask other questions. And uh, and Pat's really the thing that I, I got to hang out with Pat in Australia. That man is hilarious. I'm here to tell you. And I always, I told him, I said, dude, why are you not letting your humor out in your brand? And he's 
you know, who am I to talk? I mean, his brand is perfect, but it's like met him briefly at podcast movement and, and, um, he's a super nice guy yeah. and he, he interviews really, really well. Yeah. So it's good. He's a good one. I mean, he's like, he's a good one for the community. He kind of grew up out of some, you know, out of some humble roots and, mm-hmm. and that's pretty great. You know, it's good. Well, now it's good he's making products. Now he's got that. Have you seen his little tripod thingy that flips up the, Oh, he's going to kill me. I forget the name of it, but, um, it's this tripod that you basically promotion here. That's so it's it, a- yeah. <laughs> but you take it and you fold all the legs. They, the, the legs kind of pivot around, like it's on this little hub and then you fold them all in one. And now it's a selfie stick. So it's a selfie stick. You put your phone on it. And then if you want to put it on your table, you just let go and the, the legs go and you put it down, but he designed it from like the ground up. Um, and yes, uh, <laughs> super awesome. Yes. Pat is super awesome. All right. Um, Here's a, a PSA. This was from Brittany Walker, and I'm amazed at how many people do this. The Switch Pod. Thank you, Mark. Uh, check it out. Um, I don't know if it's on a, I know it was on a Kickstarter, and in true Pat fashion, it got like, you know, eight gazillion dollars and that whole nine yards. But uh, this is a PSA from Brittany. She says, quite often, uh, one of you, meaning people in a Facebook group, will make a great comment, which makes me think your podcast might be great, or, or in this case, it might be awesome, we'll say. And want to check it out. Yes, I could ask all the time, uh, but I, I usually don't. Uh, what I usually do is I check your public profile real quick to see if you have your podcast listed up front. If not, I move on. If you do, I check it out. I wonder how many people uh, are doing this where they just don't. For me, somewhere in your your profile on Facebook, it should say Dave Jackson, host of the School of Podcasts. I don't put that in your profile, although you could, but it wouldn't make much sense. But in your profile, you could put your name, you know, Jim Collison, host at TheAverageGuy.tv or the name of the show, things like that. And uh, I'm amazed because I have done that where people like all of a sudden you see somebody and you're like, wow, there's a, uh, I'll give an example. Um, Chris Holyfield at, uh, he does um, uh, I Am Salt Lake. And he's always chiming in with great stuff in Facebook groups. And the one day I was like, who is this guy? And if you go over, you can see right in his, his Facebook profile, uh, you know, he, he has his website or at least the name of his show or something like that. So I think I need to update my, I've never really thought about putting it in my Facebook profile. Yeah. It's, I got it on LinkedIn. You, you can go to my website, you know, a lot of those other things. You also, you're not, if you're searching for me, well, maybe cause you're already in a Facebook group, you just click on me. All right. I'm convinced. I'll have to go in and update those with my two podcast and, locations. Uh, Mark is just chiming in today. If you want to check out Pat's awesome gizmo. Did he over, pay for that? Uh, Did Pat no. pay for that? We shouldn't be ever. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> he's, a little, he's a little hard up for cash right now. He's right. Yeah, whatever. Um, we've got a question here in the chat room. What if an important interviewee, important is an interesting word there, says something you, the host, are known for saying the opposite would you disagree or would you keep it? There's going to be a lot of editing today. Um, I think some of the best things we've had, I think some of the best conversations we've had is where you do disagree. That's a great thing. One of the coolest, uh, one of the things I love about Joe Rogan, Dave said, finally spitting it out is he has people on and they will disagree. And there's this thing. Oh, they used to do it years ago. What's it called? Oh, that's right. They had a dialogue mm-hmm. about it. And to me, that's the best. If you can get somebody and you're like, okay, well, why do you think that? And then let them voice their opinion. And you can say, oh, really? Because I've always thought this. And then you can compare notes and 
just hash it out in the parking lot like men. No. Uh, <laughs> I don't well, know. yeah, we've Dave, you and I, we've disagreed on a few things. Yeah. And, you know, I, I, I think you're a little too hard on anchor and, you know, I think, I think you were a little too hard on SoundCloud before that. And I made that <laughs> known in the show and you're, you're good about it. You know, we don't, you know, we don't fight over it, but we, we have disagreements around those kinds of things. And, and actually, I think I mentioned this last week, you know, when you get negative feedback from your, from your audience, th- those, that chaos that those arguments or whatever create, I think are really good for bringing or binding your community together. They'll rally around something. So if we all agreed on everything we did, you know, we would just have our current um, president administration. But if we don't, (laughs) we actually disagree on some things and get a chance to have some dialogue. Um, I think it's really, really healthy. I I disagree. And I've said it before with folks out in the chat room, you know, they're like chiming in. I'm like, yeah, I don't. I just did it today. I don't necessarily know if I agree with that. That doesn't mean we need to be mean to each other or we hate each other or we got to be, you know, today in today's climate, man, that thing goes nasty fast, right? People get angry fast. It's like, let's just have a dialogue about this without it getting, we had two years ago, my co-host and I had this gigantic argument about crypto in the post show and it got heated. But does that mean we like, that's okay. You don't agree with me. It's over. No, like the (laughs) listeners were like, this is great. Do more of this. Yeah. Not less, right? Yeah, I'm taking my ball and going home. Yeah, Um, we need more dialogue. Speaking of David Lee Roth, I must give him credit for this. One of my favorite new phrases, recreational outrage, man. We all just partake. But Uh, uh, Mark says, uh, yeah, ask polite questions that make them justify their position. Yeah. You know, or you might say something like some people believe, you know, uh, David Lee Roth is the best singer of Van Halen. You know, what do you think? And when they go, what? Sammy Hagar, dude. So uh, keep that in mind. And, yeah. and you can have a dialogue without, you know, you don't have to pin them to the wall and go grab torches and, and pitchforks yeah. and things of that nature. Well, so, and it usually I don't, Dave, I don't know. We're, we're getting here to the end of the segment, yeah. but I don't think it always is guest host where it's the problem. It might be two hosts that have been together for a while, like you and I, where we get comfortable with each other and then you get an argument that goes on. And, and I think those can be really, really healthy. They can also be detrimental if they're not, if they're not yeah. handled correctly. Yeah. I, I remember, uh, John C. Dvorak and Adam Curry once literally got into a, like, a like almost personal, like, well, you're an idiot kind of stuff. And it was like, mom and dad are fighting. It was like, wait, that's, you guys have gone a little, little too far here. So, uh, no, Dvorak but, is cranky anyway. So yeah, yeah exactly. So, Jim, what is coming up on the average guy.tv? Yeah, we actually talked about how boring tech is. And so if you want to, if you want to get in on that conversation, yeah, I have a tech show and we spend a whole bunch of time kind of talking about how boring it's gotten. The average guy.tv. What, uh, give me a sample of that. What do you mean? Just the fact that innovations aren't very innovative? Yeah, companies have gotten too, we think the companies have gotten too big and they've stopped innovating. Apple, Google, Amazon. Amazon's probably maybe an exception, but they've kind of quit. They kind of quit innovating in ways that are interesting. It's kind of just predict- predictable and boring now. So yeah, yeah, new- we spend a bunch of time talking about. It. If you want to, if you want to hear old men complain about getting people being on their lawns, <laughs> the average guy on TV. <laughs> the new "Get Off My Lawn" uh, episode. Yeah, for sure. Uh, I'm actually the goal is this weekend. I'm finally. I've been studying interviews for months at this point, reading all sorts of books, and I'm going to make this what I call a mega episode. 
of everything about how to get interviewed and how to do interviews. It's going to be a long episode. And I thought about breaking it into multiple things. And I want to have one episode that I can just, if anybody asks about interviews, I can go here, go listen to this episode. And my goal is to get this out this weekend. Cause I've been pimping it up for a while, but uh, if you're in the chat room, thanks a, a lot. Uh, stick around for some post show. 